This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I got a special product for my cannabis love in kings and queens. If you love a good pre-roll, a joint, you have that fresh cannabis, we want to make sure it's staying fresh. And so I'm thankful to have Integra Specialty Products here at the Low Life Podcast. Brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging with two-day humidity control packs. Ensure the freshness, potency, and quality of your cannabis with Boost plant-based solutions that only puts in pure water vapor into your dried-out buds. Ideal for flour, pre-roll, edibles, they offer harmonious balance of convenience and freshness. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code LOWLIFE at checkout for 15% off your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We keep it moving, yeah, we do. Hola, bienvenidos mis amigos, buongiorno, welcome one and all to a brand spanking new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your flaming hot and spicy, seasonally depressed, white wine drinking, talky finger licking, margarita sipping, hot mess of a host, Lorenzo Van Rum. And I'm so happy to be here with you today. There is no place I'd rather be than right here with my beautiful kings and queens, my low lifers. I hope you're having a great week and you're feeling good. If you're not in a good headspace, though, if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed, stressed, got the weight of the world on your shoulders, that type of an energy right now, don't you worry, boo-boo. Don't you fret. There is light at the end of the tunnel and you have come to the right place. We're about to turn that frown upside down with a very special episode today, a J-Lo bromance episode. Very magical episode with Jason Tardik. You know I love when I have him on the podcast. He's definitely a favorite here with my low lifers. And so stay tuned for that very special episode. But before we get into that, let's talk about mental health. Nobody asked, <laughs> but my mental health score, on a scale of one to 10, one being a Spirit Airlines flight, just jam-packed, you've had a few different cancellations, you're back of the fucking bus, sitting there next to somebody with a tuna fish sandwich, just wanting to die. Five-hour flight, Spirit Airlines, feels like hell. That would be a one for me. A 10 would be an upgraded first-class ticket on a United Emirates flight that you didn't have to pay for, and you're sitting in a nice little pod wrapped in a blanket. You got your Bose headphones, maybe a nice warm towel, unlimited beverages, and you're just feeling top of the world. Top deck of the Titanic. That's a solid 10 for me. I'm definitely not there. <laughs> I'm definitely not a solid 10 right now, but I am feeling pretty good. I'm going to rate my mental health this week a solid 8.5 out of 10, which to me is like, a Delta Comfort flight. I'm feeling good. I got all my needs taken care of. It's a smooth flight. Let's say nobody's sitting next to me. That's a really good situation to be in. A very happy flight. And so that's how I'm feeling in life right now. I have really nothing to complain about, although I will find stuff to bitch about. <laughs> I'm sure I will. But right now, I'm just in a really good headspace. I'm surrounded by people that I love. And I've been doing the work to give myself a fighting chance at mental health. And one thing that's really helped me is surrounding myself with people who I love and care for. And so I just came off of a fun weekend with my family, Memorial Day. We were celebrating my cousin Danny's graduation. And so last week I was talking about all the festivities, preparing for everything, which is so much freaking work. The flowers and the food and organizing and cleaning. And there's so much prep that goes into planning a party in our family, which I'm sure you get if you've planned any sort of party, whether it's five people or 50 people. Ours this last weekend was 20 people, which isn't huge, but we do go over the top. And this one was Encanto themed. And I will say I was surfing up a Mexican Martha Stewart moment. I was pretty damn proud of how everything turned out. It was beautiful. Not to toot my own horn, but I was really proud of this one because typically I like to do decor and centerpieces all around a very specific theme and color, like monochromatic vibes. So all different shades of pink or yellow or anything, just again, keeping it all in the same color family. Encanto themed is like Dia de los Muertos vibes. It's bright colors, all different vibrant colors. 
it could end up looking tacky and the colors don't really work together. So I was like, okay, let me just take a beat. Let me have a nice mood board. And I've done a party planning episode on this podcast. Check it out if you haven't listened to that one. I break down all my little party tips and tricks. Mexican Martha Stewart coming your way for that one. And so I applied those party planning commandments to this particular party with my family And I felt really good about it. Everybody had a good time. We had salsa, merengue music, delicious food. Margaritas were flowing. I put some edible drops in the margarita mix. (laughs) I sent my family to Mars. (laughs) They were having a good time. I don't get a lot of time with my mom's side of the family because a lot of them are Jehovah's Witnesses. And so they don't celebrate Christmas, birthdays, major holidays. It's against their religion to celebrate They weren't always Jehovah's Witnesses, but they married into the church with their partner. And so now they're elders in the church and they've been practicing Jehovah's Witnesses for, oh my God, like over a decade. So that's why when it comes to like a graduation party, because it's one of the very few parties that they can actually attend that doesn't go against their religion, we like to throw it down and have a good time. It's funny. I was talking to my dad and uh, he was getting a little frustrated because when it comes to family events, and you will relate to this if you're listening to this and you are Latino, an Asian family, Black families are very much the same way. When it comes to hosting family events, one, people are usually late. And number two, when it comes to the elders in the family, they are revered. They are respected at another level, but they also treat the youngins like literal servants, (laughs) like staff, freaking wait staff. And it's just cultural. These are old school, different generation Mexicans. They're coming into my parents' home. And yeah, maybe they're a little bossier. Maybe they want a margarita and they don't ask, like, may I please have a margarita? They just give a little shake of the glass. Like, I'm ready for a refill. Get over here. It's like that sort of vibe. And so I don't take any offense to it. I know they don't mean any harm by it. I think it's actually endearing at this point. My uncle's 76 years old. I have another uncle who's, you know, pushing 80 years old. Like, he's not going to change. This is generational. It's been like that my whole life for the last 33 years. My mom went through it. Like, we just get it. That's part of our family. (laughs) It's the dynamic. And so sometimes with my dad, he'll get a little frustrated because, you know, like, if they need chips for the table, for example, there's a full taco bar with salsas, everything lined up for you to help yourself but they'll hold up the basket, refill over here. (laughs) We need some fresh salsa, table number two. And so my dad will have to get up and go fetch some salsa or whatever. I know it can be a bit frustrating, sure. And optics-wise, anyone looking in is like, what the hell? You shouldn't put up with that shit. But I'm like, of course I'm going to put up with that. They're my family, and they are good people. Salt of the earth, hardworking, the most loving, compassionate, good humans that I'm excited to have them around. I want to cherish every moment with them. I don't know how many moments I'm going to have with them in life. You know, moving forward, time flies. I've had this paradigm shift, and every time I get a bit frustrated with the people who I love, those who I'm close to, specifically if they're older than me, like my parents, for example, I'm very close to my mom and dad. And my dad and I talk every single day. We're thick as thieves. We get along great. We have the same sick, twisted sense of humor. And I can't get enough of the man. That phrase, you can't live with him, but you can't live without him, that definitely applies to my dad and I, because we definitely butt heads all the time. Oh, my dad and I are constantly going back and forth, because sometimes he'll say shit, and he knows he's pushing my buttons, or he pretends like he doesn't know, but like, you know exactly what you're doing, pops. And then him and I might go at it. We always end up making up and we're fine. Our fights never last more than, I'd say, an hour. They don't go past one day, (laughs) but we're good. But what I started doing, and I suggest maybe you could do this too, is anytime you're getting frustrated, irritated with someone, just close your eyes and imagine that you're 80 years old and you have a time machine that is going to bring you back to this very moment of frustration. And that is the only moment you will get with them again. Once I started to think of it in that context of like, if this was my last moment with the person and I never got to see them again... It really gave me a bit of introspection. I started to reflect a little bit, like in the actual moment, I was like, okay, I need to dial myself back. And that's what I started to do. Now, I'm not saying to be a doormat for people and just start taking everybody's bullshit. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying is you could pick and choose your battles wisely. Sometimes you don't need to give in to the frustration or to the fight. Sometimes it's nice to self-regulate and think of yourself in the context of like, if I was not going to be here tomorrow, or if I was in that time machine, my ass went in the time machine, I was 80 years old looking back at this very moment, would I still be reacting the way that I want to right now, which is lashing out or getting pissed or getting irritated? No, I wouldn't. 
And so that paradigm shift, a change in perspective for me, I apply that once in a while when I am a bit frustrated and it's helped me a lot. So maybe it could help you as well. But I went into the party with my family, which was beautiful and filled with music, salsa, merengue, margaritas. Like we had the best time. And even my uncles were asking me for like refill on the drink. I need more chips. Get me a fork. I need another napkin or like whatever. Treat me like wait staff. I am happy to serve the people that I love. Welcome to the home. We love you. I'm here for you. And yeah, you're old school Mexican. I'm going to support it. Ride this to the wheels fall off. Same with my dad. Sometimes we butt heads or whatever, but I'm choosing my battles wisely. And sometimes I don't need to be frustrated with the guy. Let him have a win. He means well. You know what I mean? Like I'm just not taking things too personal. Like I typically would in the past. All right, let's get into today's very special episode with Mr. Jason Tardick. He was on the podcast last week. He was talking about our Kentucky Derby experience that we had together. My first time going to the Kentucky Derby, and I had a freaking blast. That is one for the books. Definitely a core memory for me. This week, we are continuing the conversation, and it does not disappoint. The thing that I love about my relationship with Jason is it is so unique. It shouldn't have happened. It doesn't really make sense, and I love it. <laughs> That's the reason why I'm obsessed with it. It is its own entity. The JLo bromance is truly another planet, and I am surviving and thriving on that planet. I know that it's difficult to make friends as you get older. I've experienced it firsthand, and I know just from my listeners who have been very open and candid and sending DMs to me or in the Facebook group that they've experienced loneliness or as they get older and their friends get married and have kids, they don't feel that interpersonal tight connection with the people that they love and thought were really close friends and they still are, but it feels a bit distant now. And it's, you know, sometimes really hard to navigate those type of moments or friendships fall apart or people move away. And so as you get older, it does become a bit more difficult to make these friendships. But Jason and I didn't become actual friends until our thirties. And I didn't even meet him until then. And we didn't become close until, I mean, the pandemic. And it took the whole world shutting down and him and I being sequestered in a 750 square foot apartment with no exits and with two giant dogs and little Judy just with her little tap shoes on for us to get close and bond and understand each other and become very connected. And we've stayed connected and incredibly close. And if anything, have just gotten closer throughout the years, which is a beautiful thing. But we definitely come from two opposite worlds. And I just want to say for anybody listening to this, if you feel lonely, if you feel a bit isolated right now, or you've lost touch with friends, it's never too late to send that text message. It's never too late to reach back out to a person to try and stay connected to them. Even if you have lost touch or there is a bit of distance between you, it's never too late. It's also never too late to make new friends. Case in point, Jason Tardick and I, it's not too late to ever make a new friend. And I feel like I've known Jason my entire life, but I don't have a lifetime of history with him. Jason is the type of guy very different than I am in the sense of, no, he has a ton of friends. He's always talking about, oh, I know the Fazolis and the Cannolis, and I've been friends with them since I was, you know, in diapers. We used to shit together, and that's the friend that I jacked off with for the first time, and that's the one I played hockey with, and I know his mom and his dad. Anyway, he has all these friends, and he has history with all of them, and he's known them forever, and he goes to their weddings, and he's always in bachelor parties. Like, there's a lot of shit happening with friends in Jason's life. And then on my side of life, I'm like, yeah, that's not my story. I'm not staying friends with people that I grew up with. I know a couple people, you know, I'll stay connected to them, but my circle of people, my friendship circle is very, very small. And it's interesting because even in high school, I was a pretty popular guy. I was friends with everybody, but I was definitely a loner. I was part of every single group, but I didn't have an actual group that I belonged to. So when it came to graduating and a lot of people would go on their senior trip with a bunch of friends and I was like, damn, I don't have like a bunch of friends that are going to invite me to go on a senior trip with because I didn't spend like four years just with one specific group. I was really all over the place. I hung out with the jocks, the athletic kids, the people from the swim team. And I also loved the theater kids and the, the drama type kids. I had a fun group of stoner friends. I used to love to go to the beach with them. And I was part of the kaleidoscope club and the bowling club and every club you could imagine I was part of it. And so... <laughs> I love that, but also didn't have any specific group to hang out with, you know, when it came to senior trips or going to the dance. I mean, I never had a problem finding a group to tag along with, but I was never part of like the core group. You know what I mean? And that's the way that I live my life to this day. Like I don't have a ton of friends. I do know a lot of people, but my tight core group of people 
that I feel such an intimate connection with. It's like three to four people max. These are people I would consider confidants in my life. And none of them really know each other. Well, two of them do. But the other ones just know of each other, but they're not actual friends. I'm the connecting piece. But anyway, I used to feel a bit lonely because I didn't have that core group of friends that did fun trips together and, you know, continued to grow through life and always check in and be part of those big group texts and like that sort of shit. I don't do that. And so as I started to learn a little bit more about myself and go to therapy and I started to look a little bit more inward, there was a quote that I read in a book I recently read by Alan de Botton. He wrote a book called The School of Life. He founded an institute dedicating to understanding our emotional intelligence. And this quote really resonated with me. He said, loneliness is a kind of tax that you have to pay to atone for a certain complexity of mind. So it's basically saying the weirder you are, the more open-minded you are, the more individual and unique you are as a person, the less people are going to like you, the less people will get you. And that's totally fine. It actually makes it easier to filter out those who you actually will connect with on a deeper level in the long run. The rarer you are as a person, the rarer the people are who share your perspective. In the same way, the greater your success, the fewer people you can actually share it with and they actually understand you as a person. And so now I'm coming from the mindset of, I know I'm a lone wolf. I know I don't have a huge group of friends. I don't have a ton of people in my life that I'm constantly talking to and checking in with. I don't have that. But the few that I do have are beautiful, meaningful relationships. And it's never too late. You're never too old to find a good friend to invest in a beautiful relationship. So if you are a lone wolf or you're going through a season right now where you're feeling a bit lonely and isolated, just know it's never too late to make a friend. There are like-minded people out there and you do have a beautiful, complex mind that might not be easy for most people to understand, but there are people out there who get it. And I've experienced it firsthand on this show. I do have a unique, complex mind that's not everybody's cup of tea, <laughs> but I've been able to find some really genuine friends just on this podcast alone. My listeners, you've written in to me, we talk, and I'm like, wow, I feel so seen and so heard. I'm really grateful for that. And then I meet people like Jason Tardick in my 30s. The universe brought us together under the weirdest circumstances of a plague, <laughs> pretty much a freaking plague, a pandemic. And an incredible, insightful, beautiful bromance friendship came out of it. I'm so happy you're here today for this conversation. It is a great episode with some takeaways that will leave you with a smile on your face and a full heart. So without further ado, let's jump into today's very special J-Lo episode with King Jason Tardick. Hit it. Jay, I so, want to ask you a few questions. Yeah, sure. It's like a little round of Fear Factor over Ooh, here. Okay. Did you ever watch that show? I love that show. So Fear Factor-wise, I want to know, what would be your biggest fear in life? Like ever. Yeah. Okay. If you guys haven't seen, there's this big viral discussion going on around. And you're stuck in a padded room for one year. No phone, no TV, no friends, no internet, no books, no crayons, no nothing. You have access to nothing but the food and the water they provide you. Could you do it for a billion dollars yeah. one full year? My answer is I couldn't do it for 30 days. <laughs> and so my biggest fear in life ever, my biggest fear is like getting like, you confined. Know, you, you see in all, space. yeah, confined, or you see all these shows where people got like framed or something, or you know, you read articles now. Forty years in jail, DNA gets them racketeering. Like getting framed for a life sentence would be literally. I think I don't know. I don't know if I can. And do it's it. so crazy because as, confined in an area as Jay, basically your biggest fear about would be getting killed. Going to jail would be your biggest fear. Being imprisoned and being like locked up, being like locked wrongfully, up for an extended period of time, sure. wrongfully, wrongfully convicted of a crime you didn't do, and stuck in a prison for up to forty years, oh. would be your. Am I shaking? Yeah. And what's crazy is my dream. Yeah. Would be. <laughs> and I was talking to Jay. Would I would love to be in jail with Jay, 
for at least 20 to 30 years. I literally can't. It's <laughs> <laughs> my dream. Like, no, put him in any cell but mine. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We actually would have, we've talked about this. It would be. It would be the best thing ever. It'd be a dream. And here's ever. why. We'd run the prison. Hell yeah. Lo and I would run the prison. Yeah, we the whole would. thing figured out already. I would be holding on your pocket, your little bitch. <laughs> that means you fuck the person, but it also means you have ownership of them. And then Jay would be you renting would be, me out. I'd be like, I'd be like, all right, yeah, I'd be negotiating. Like, so you, uh, what, we'd have a full enterprise. And I would get us protection, make sure we have full protection. Yeah. Yeah, like I'd work the different the guards, systems, the, the guards, warden. all of it. So we'd be doing all forms of trading. We'd I'd have be the execution phones. guy. And if I needed your services to like, eh, hello, you might have to go I'd take one for the team today. I'd be sucking off <laughs> everybody like to get the best of Jay. Cause but Jay we would get everything. We get like the ramen noodles. We get the best meals. I know, Jay, we get like the extended time outside. I know you want your super greens. So weapons. I'd be literally taking up the super ass greens. for super greens. Your smoothies. <laughs> And Jay wants his magic bullet in his in our jail magic cell. Bullet. I'd want a little TV in there so we could do bets. Yeah, yeah. It would be a dream. Do you think if you went to prison, you would just like fuck all? Like you would just start fuck ripping everybody? darts? No, 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 no. Like, oh. Just give a fuck about. Like you just start like ripping darts. Absolutely like, not. Oh, you would really like be worried about health yeah. and wellness. I still want like a way to get Botox. What? Yeah. Why? Because well, I know I'm getting out. Unless it's For a life what? sentence. Uh, uh, if I know I'm getting out, I'm like, no, I want to take care of myself because I don't want to like die in prison. If I want to get out okay, and be healthy. You knew you I want to be the best version when I get out. If you knew you're going to get a life sentence and it's the day before, <laughs> what would you do? What would I do knowing that I have one day left? You have one day left oh, before you uh, go I, in. Oh, one day left before I go in. Yeah. Do you run? No. And well, do you jump? Like to kill myself? Yeah. No, I would, I might try to run. I would try to a different run. country. That's the first thing I would do. Mm-hmm. Try and get the fuck out of this guy. I would go. But then I speed. would so quickly turn you in and then couldn't wait to be in the jail. Well, I wouldn't with talk you. to you. That would be so sad. I was thinking about that. We had this, we had some drinks. We put this scenario out there. How hard would that be to leave the country knowing you could never talk to your family? That's again? so sad. That's, that's may, almost that the worst. worse than. Because like, at least yeah. in prison, you can still you see can him still and visit him. Okay. So we know what your biggest fear is. And you know, that's actually your fear is my dream come true. Wow. My biggest fear besides spiders being all over me, I hate spiders. I hate them. See, that wouldn't bother me. Like being in a room just covered in spiders. I don't get it though. Why? I don't What like are they going to do? Mm, bite me. The less you move, the less you bite. Mm. And if a spider bites you, what is it going to get like, it's like a mosquito. It's poison in your body. Well, like. Lots of it. I don't get the spider thing. There's so many things in this world to be afraid of, but like, why does a little spider, one little spider doesn't being in a room out. filled with spiders yeah, all over I my think body? That's reasonable. That yeah. would freak me. That's out. reasonable. That's it. Yeah, and then also, I don't know, I don't have anything else that would freak me out to be honest. But I do have another question for you, Jay. Sure. And this love. comes from a low lifer. I love low lifers. They're great people. If you could relive an iconic day in our friendship, what would it be? There's a lot of them. Sweet. There's a lot of them. I think I'm we got take, history now too. I think I'm we gonna, have years to go on. We have years now. Not kind of crazy to think about. I think I'm gonna go to like a moment I'll never forget. So you know, you guys know the pod. I hope, right? Oh, dancing, by this point, they know how we yeah, met and dancing everything. Dancing with the stars, our whole scenario, and it was just such a battle. Like that whole Dancing with the Stars thing. Like it was amazing. It was rewarding. It was. It was rich, but it was also like a struggle. Every time you step out of the fucking house, go get a test, got to come back. The stress, are we going to get Judy COVID? Eating options were pretty limited. Like it was great, but it also was tough. And that moment of we finish it, Kate wins. We missed Thanksgiving with our family. And so we we stay, we had the day to stay in the house. We rent this house and then... Kate and I don't have like anything, but it's Thanksgiving. And we invite some friends over. Weirdly enough, Nick Vial was there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was so strange. That but was it was great. Like, he was great. He, it was, it was, he, That's right. He blended yeah. in perfect. He was great. He was perfect addition, no issues. And then Lo brought us Thanksgiving meal from his family. And it was like, we didn't expect that. And we just kind of chalked up Thanksgiving and it tasted so good. 
And then after it, we played games and we drank and Judy was tired. And I don't know why. I think it was just the adrenaline of like tomorrow's the last day. Like this is over forever. And this place we say it was pretty cool. And there's a hot tub outside. And we just sat out there. We just put our foot, feet in the hot tub. And we just had like a bottle of wine and drinks. And we stayed up just recapping everything till sunrise. 5 a.m. Like literally 5, 6 a.m. Sitting there, feet in, you know, feet in the hot tub, just talking about like every day. Every moment, the lowest of low moments, like the, when there was a fight or something like that, the highest of highs. And it was such a cool time to just really recap such a special time. We'll never get that back. There will never in my life be a situation like that ever again as long as I live. Like with Same. the panda and everything. and Where the I mean, whole I world shuts down and I you and I are stuck in an apartment stuck together. Stuck in an apartment, oil, water, figuring it out, but growing as such good friends through it. And the, you know, the adversities and the highs and everything. And to just recap it all in depth for like six hours. I was like, yeah. I've never done that with anyone. That was cool. Same. That was cool. That's a great iconic memory. Yeah. And I, it's core memory up here. Too. Yeah, and you can't, I don't think you can have conversations like that with people unless one, you're willing to explore different areas of like, did I think about that the right way, or did you did you take it in that way? Like, was that your experience? We always are like we're, sounding yeah, boards. Yeah, we're sounding boards, and we also challenge all like, the time. No, your 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 experience on whatever it was day forty two that you dude, you're way off, man. No, that was not the story. And so that it it takes, I think, such a depth and such a great ability within like a true friendship to have those conversations because yeah. who could who could talk to someone for six hours and you're never bored the whole time? That was awesome. That's beautiful, Jay. Yeah, Cheers to that. It. I really meant it. Cheers to that Jeez. iconic moment. Mm -hmm. That was great. Do you have one? Yeah. So I've had many iconic moments with you, just moments that I love. But I'd have to say top deck for me, like number one, just comes to mind for me. God, there's a lot. I had come up to Nashville. This was in November of like last year or whatever. And Jay had taken an edible with me. And of course, little Judy, who actually we hang out with her, but she goes to bed usually pretty early. She's an early She's, bird. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she cry. And the other thing too with Jude's is like, I think there are times maybe you and I get like a little tired, but we're like, yeah, fuck, it's in that last night. When she gets tired, she's like, nope, see ya, I'm done, I'm going, which is awesome because she knows her body. Yeah, but Jay, there's this uh, bonus room they have in the Nashville house. And so Jay ended up ordering some food or whatever. We got all cozy. And I remember you took an edible. Okay. You're like, let's watch a Christmas movie or let's put something on. Yeah. And we didn't end up watching shit. We were on the couch laughing with each other <laughs> about just the dumbest shit bro. for hours. The next <laughs> night, same thing. We go out every single night. We just laughed for hours. <laughs> Dumb shit. Sometimes it was just water in our system, yeah. other times edibles, other times yeah. just adrenaline. And I was like, what is happening here? Like, this is incredible. And then I thought after I left the Hollywood mansion with the hot tub where we had that six-hour convo, I thought that was bye-bye. See you never, me too. And I kind of got emotional because I thought, there's no way I'm going to be able to stay connected to him. Truly. True. I thought that. Never. Okay. <laughs> One never's good enough. <laughs> Stop <laughs> becoming hurtful. <laughs> and so I didn't think it would. And now... I mean, Jay, I haven't been able to talk to someone as much. I mean, we've gone into the weeds. Yeah. I've talked to this weeds. man for, I mean, we've set some records. We've set some records. I've talked to you for fucking six hours on the phone. Was it six? I'm at 15 now. 15 hours of clocked time and different on interval on phone calls. Yeah. 15 Dude, hours, that's fucking Jay? That's wild. There are times it'll be like, like if Judy's on the road or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Low will call it. I don't know, like 10. How are you? Just checking in. And I'll literally I'll like set the standard. Low, I'm going to bed at 10.30. We have 30 minutes. Let's chat. He's like, okay, here we go. It's literally two hours later. And I'm like, how are we still on the phone? And I think I sometimes they're like, I've never talked to a fucking human this long. No. Ever. And I never will. Next week. Hey, Jay. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. Or sometimes if you call after that, I'll like, won't pick up. <laughs> then Lowe will text me to go, I just need five minutes. And I'll call him right back. Like, yes, love. 
two and a half hours later. I've done some five. I've done five fun. minutes. No, yeah. no, no, no. You could do some quick. You could do like, all right, this is why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good about that. But it's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or when special, you, were, you've been driving, you were driving in Canada and Jay oh, was almost you abducted saved my by, life. I was almost abducted by aliens. I thought, well, that was pretty crazy. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. You were on the phone, and it was like this weird interference sound, and then your phone kept going out. And I kept taking pictures of it because it was like green this and weird, red in the sky. And there's actually, in that area you were in, a lot of alien- Missing people, you said. You were like hundreds. Googling it. I was freaking the fuck. I was going like 110 miles an hour. Like, hundreds like, of ah. missing people in that area, <sighs> in like these Canadian mountains, with very little service or wife. Anyway, it was pretty wild, but thank you for giving that iconic moment. All right, Jay, I have another question for you. What is a toxic trait- that you can admit to? I think my most toxic trait is I over, over, overthink. I overanalyze. And instead of asking questions to get the answers, I draw my own conclusions. And sometimes those own conclusions are fucking way off. And instead of communicate those things, I just keep them in. I compartmentalize. And so as a result of that, that process can be toxic to anyone that's in my life if I'm not willing to be like, stop putting these thoughts in your head, stop drawing your own conclusions and just have the conversations to address them. So that's one I think for sure. Yeah, overthinking. Overthinking. And then as a result of over, it's like you overthink and you can communicate. And I think some people overthink and over communicate, but overthinking and compartmentalizing, I don't think is is necessarily a good thing. Yeah, a blessing and a curse. Sometimes it's great. Yeah. Sometimes it could hurt you. Yeah, and the other big one that I've been working on my therapist with, I wouldn't say a toxic trait, but is taking up space, being willing to ask for things, taking care of myself before taking care of everything else. I gave Jay a lymphatic drainage massage. Incredible. It's, amazing. it's for the sinuses. It's, it's all amazing. in the face. Yeah, neck, face, whatever. Changed my life. And Jay, but Jay, even I was like, let, I know how to do this. Let me, let me do it for you. And Jay's like, it's okay. I'm like, but you're uncomfortable and you would sleep better if you had it. And he's like, I'm, like, no, I'm, no, I'm no, good. No, don't it's fine. I don't want to bother. I don't don't bother you. Maybe on Saturday before you leave. I get like and, uncomfortable being like, okay, do that. So I literally had to be like, sit down, sit down. I'm going to do it. it. Just let me uh, just and like, it. even I had was, to like, when you told me that it was a struggle to say, I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah. But after it, I was like. You felt oh, great. I don't know why it is. I don't know why it's it okay. is. It's okay. I know that you struggle with that, and so it's fine because I'm going to just keep on. I, and this is what, so I've told you this, but when I went to therapy, we did storyboarding. Storyboarding, you, like part of the thing is over a course of two, three weeks, blank piece of paper, write in a little box of a memory you have. You go through this and you do like at least 20. And you sit down with the therapist and talk about what is the message you received here? How has that shaped you? And one of the, th- the interesting things she found is a lot of people bring like fucking big boards, like all these things with all these messages. And yeah, like big different. vision boards. And I had these like, man, just a piece of paper from my computer and my little boxes were like so small. And she just started laughing right away because we had that mm-hmm. relationship because I was on no. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you think you might have issues taking up space? And I was like, I don't even know what you mean. Yeah. She's like, look at how small your boxes are. Look at this little paper you selected. Look at how tiny this stuff is. You don't want to inconvenience. You don't want to inconvenience. And so that, this is really cool. That session, 
right there she said to me she also i think put it together i'm not the best at like asking for things yeah in personal situations i think in business i'm pretty good at it, but in personal situations so she goes not in business though it, you'll take a lot on too yeah i think so too i'm learning that as well but she looked at me in the eyes she goes you're not going to pay for this session and i was like i got like a pit in myself I'm like no 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 i'm paying for this session that's so sweet to you she said you're not paying for this session this is a gift I'm giving you. Take it. Think about it. I'm like, I don't feel comfortable with this. I was like, I, I and she's like, what are you feeling right now? I feel, I'm like, I feel like I have to go home. I have to send you something. I have to send a card. I have to do something to make up for this. Next time I have to pay double. And she's like, Jason, you have to learn to like accept and you have to learn to, to receive and take up space for yourself. <laughs> it was like deep. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Okay giving Jason a new sweatsuit that was so cute and fit him perfectly for his 100th episode yeah. and seeing him uncomfortable. I was like, no, I was like, I have to go. Let's go. I got to take you to dinner. I got to do something. Yeah, now. I was like, I'm good. Just enjoy like, a gift. Stop. You looked at me like I had four heads. I'm like, no, like where? I was like, go, uh, how much did you pay for it? Can I pay half? Like yeah. I paid for it. Like, yeah, he literally like, goes, what's the retail price? <laughs> that's what she said. I was like, I don't know. I was like 200 bucks. Happy 100th I episode. No, I can't take it. Yeah, I was so crazy to me because you actually said, how much is it? Let me Venmo you. Even when I'm like, I just got you a pair of, because I like to buy stuff for you. That's my love so, language is gifts. Yeah. And, I, and I like to dress you just because, anyway, it's fun to do that. I'm a stylist. And you you look good in clothes. Anyway, but anytime I buy something, you're like, what's the price? Let me let me Venmo. Like you never want to just accept. And so I, I don't know, take advantage weird. of that. Feel, it feels uncomfortable. Yeah, sure. Right. But I'm glad I could get you out of your comfort zone or your therapist can sometimes too. The right friends, you know. Jay, another question I have for you. What are you proudest of saying no to most recently? Bachelor party. I was supposed to go to Costa Rica for a bachelor party. Good, and you didn't. Good friend. Yeah. But I didn't know any. I only knew one person of like the 20 going. It was right after I had the flu. Wasn't feeling that well. Really didn't want to be away from the house for five days. I'm glad you said no. It took so much to say no. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? It's tough. I need it for me. I need it for everything. I'm going to say no. And I said no. And what I also learned in that moment is if you really have a good friend, you'll find out who your good friend is really quickly. Because if I call my friend and say, hey, man, I've been six for five. And I just tell the truth. Like, I've been six for five days. I've been down. I'm not feeling good. I'm just barely getting and, like, back. This yeah. is gonna be this is going to be like too much for me to take on. And also your wedding's in a month. I'll be there. I promise. I know I'm not in your wedding. I don't know any of these guys. Like, I'm just not feeling good. I think the friends that can show you empathy in times that you're showcasing your cards are friends you want to keep around. And he was like, dude, no problem. Don't like, worry about wish it. You, wish you were there, but like totally get it. We'll see you in a month and we'll make up for it at the wedding. And that's interesting because I probably have a lot of friends that wouldn't respond like that. And those are friends, honestly, you should think twice about. Yeah. Because you're really down and out. And it, most people would know that's hard. If you're pretty good consistent friend that follows through they'll know that's an exception yeah and that was so hard for me to do though but, so hard but you felt great after it oh my god i was so happy i recovered full i felt good i got some i read really good times with caitlin that weekend as opposed to being at this patcher party like i i i was i'm so confident with that decision it was the best decision i ever made that's a and that was like that's a, couple a weeks that's ago. a really strong statement yeah why are you looking best, at me like that the best decision you no, the best Every, re recent Oh, yeah, decision. okay, yeah, because I'm like, wow, you've made some strong decisions. No, 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 that's recent decisions. Absolutely. I agree. Mm. Same. And I, like you, struggle with saying no to oh, people. So hard. It's tough because I want to help people out. But I now look at it like saying no to something is giving myself a win, is saying yes to something to help myself in my life. Yeah. And so if I reframe it in that way, it's that's it's really helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. Is saying no to something is actually giving myself a win, a yes. And I yeah. have to start doing that. And when you start to really put value on your time, you realize that you can't say yes to everything. If you truly value yourself and your time and your presence and your energy, you cannot, you cannot say yes to You got to set some healthy boundaries for yourself. Have to. This is a question from the Low Lifers, and it's the last one of the yeah, show, Jay. Low Lifers love you guys. Here we go. Jay, finish the sentence. I will too, but you go first. Finish the sentence, Jason. Mm -hmm. You're the only person I can blank with. Mm. Hysterically laugh with. Let me explain. 
I have friends I can laugh with, but I don't have friends that know me as well as you know me and that we can literally laugh at like statements that were said at the dinner table the night before in the tone they said them and the way that you analyzed my left eye moving when I said it and what I really (laughs) meant and the humility behind it or I'll be like, did you see that my right left take? And it's like, obviously you knew this. And because you know me so well and my behavior so well, not what I say, but also the intangibles and the fact that we know how to be real humans, humble and like beat ourselves up and self-deprecate. I can't, and I never will, I don't think, have a human I can laugh with about stuff like that ever. And so some of the things that I've, the, when I think about the two and a half hour conversations, the six hour conversations, obviously there's so much friendship and stuff like that. But part of it is it's such an escape from the reality, right? There's so, like so many times in business meetings or day to day, I have to run everything. I'm the quarterback. I'm throwing the ball. I'm setting people up. I'm teaching them. I'm strategizing, blah, 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 blah. All this stuff for business. When I'm with you in these conversations and we're having these moments and this laughter, there is not one fucking ounce of work that goes into it. It's not, I have to think, it's just flows. And at the end of the day, when you have a friend like that, it's awesome because it also reduces your cortisol levels, decreases your stress, makes you feel relaxed, makes you feel heard and seen. And like all these things in life that are so necessary for being like healthy and being like happy are things we have, Lo. Absolutely. And that's, I know that's why I had to explain it because it's more than just a word. Yeah. Then it's just like, he's maybe the fu- someone, maybe low lifers have a better word for that based on the description. I do. What? Soulmate. <laughs> Your your best friends. By the way, I'm a firm believer because people say the word soulmate. And you're like, oh, that's the person you marry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. But I do believe that there are friend soulmates out there. I've talked about this with you. I don't think that we're just set for one. So you you hopefully you can marry your soulmate. I hope you do. You sure. know, what I mean? like Caitlin and you have a beautiful bond. I just feel like. And in my life, I've experienced it, but there are people that will check boxes for you, Yeah. but you don't have to put all of the pressure for one person in your life, your quote unquote, one soulmate to literally check every single box for you, meet every single need, your emotional, physical, spiritual needs. Life is really about balance. And I don't think it's the healthiest or even a fair thing to my future partner to have them check every single box for me to feel complete joy, for me to feel seen and understood. Like other people friends and people that come into my life, family members that check boxes for me. And I do feel such a soulmate connection with them as well. It's again, I think soulmate gets misconstrued as like life partner only, but I think you could have that soulmate connection in a completely different form in a beautiful, deep friendship. I do look you like a soulmate friend. There's a soulmate connection there of like this guy who's such a fucking force in my life and you'll be around for ever but it doesn't need to check the my marital box or whatever sure, sure, but it checks yeah. like my father box <laughs> it checks my soulmate box soul checks my best box, friend box like the father soulmate. and to answer the question because i have to answer it too yeah you got this low lifer yeah let's hit hey low lifer hey low lifer and Hi, wait queen lor at 574 yes yahoo.com finish the sentence you're the only person i can blank with mm-hmm. you're the only person that i feel like i can completely trust in every aspect of my life. So is it like, does it go back to that original word, like the security? It, it that is. That I feel full. You're the fully only secure? person that I can feel fully secure with. Wow. Truly. The Out, only person? Outside of my family. I mean, that's okay. Okay. That's so nice. Outside, you're the only person that I could feel. And give me the explanation. And why I say this is because I have very close friends that I, I love and, and family members and stuff. But when it comes to you, Jay, the special part about it is the interpersonal side of relationship is checked. We get along great. The humor's there. Mm-hmm. If we talk about relationships, that's there. If we talk business, that's there. We've talked politics, any topic, mm-hmm. and it could be from the intellectual side to the fucking mundane, mm-hmm. anything can be discussed. Everything feels safe and secure. And I have extreme trust issues with people. Yeah, And you are one of the only people, if not the only, that I feel I can completely a hundred like that also not only trust but gets me Mm. you get my mind you get my humor you know you know me intellectually Mm -hmm. spiritually and every sense of the word i know you get me 
and sometimes you don't. There's things that you don't get, and I don't get in you. But that's yeah. where the fun comes in because it's the like curiosity. Disgust. Yeah, it's, if I figured you out, then what the fuck am I? Yeah, it's not fun. So there's still so much to explore. Yeah. But I feel like if if someone I had to pick one person that had a really good fucking grasp of every the entrepreneur side of me, the business minded side of me, the loving social fucking gay side of me, whatever you. You would get it. it means a lot. That's and now I'm not throwing shade to any other friends that I have. Yeah. I love my other friends too. There's friends I would never talk business with. I would yeah, never yeah, talk yeah. financial figures with. I would yeah. never talk about my hopes and dreams or what I really yeah. want because I'd be scared to like be vulnerable in that yeah. way. And so there's a vulnerability that I get with you that that's why I think I treasure the friendship so much. I love that. Love. Yeah. I'm big on it. Takes I too have trust issues. I know. Um, it takes, like, if you think about the target symbol, it takes a lot to get in my little inner target. Sure. And you're in there. Thank you. And if you're in there, Uh I will protect you till death. I will take care of you. I will have your back. Like even on your worst days, if you told me something that you don't want me to repeat and I'm in a mood where I hate you, I will always protect you. I will never bring it up behind closed doors. Even if I want to shit on you, I won't. It's just how I roll gotta protect your people yeah low i will forever protect you anything you say keep in the vault i'll keep in the vault any opinions you want without having to thinking twice i'll give it to you you're in my little circle and i'll forever have your back for that i would murder for you (laughs) i would literally murder anyone what would be our prison duo name yeah oh my i mean the j-lo style the j-lo style are you kidding me yeah yeah we'd get like bling j-lo yeah i would get tardic on my lower back (laughs) just fucking just tardic just boom from fucking hip to hip this is funny this is funny so low had the omni suite which we talked about but they would come to his door and be like how can we help you today mr tardic oh yeah (laughs) he came back he's like i feel so good i'm like oh it must have been kentucky boy and he's like no it wasn't no i've been waiting my whole life everyone was like good morning mr tardic they called to bring me towels like we have more towels for you mr tardic i was like this is incredible i was like wow i was upstairs in my office and the fedex guy came he had to sign for an envelope or something it's like is mr tardic here and logo's right here it's like all right mr tardic could you sign and he came up to my office to drop off this fedex label and he gives me this look i'm like what are you fucking smoking at he's like I'm changing my name. Tardic. I love it. And by the way, his mom was like, that's totally fine. She loved it. She's like, you can come to Christmas. Yeah, I know. I was like, wow. I was like, I don't know if she just threw away that, like a throwaway line. But I was like, I'm booking my ticket. See you there. Wow. Christmas Eve. I'll send tamales. Send tamales. And then I'll send myself for New Year's. (laughs) Lo, you make the best. You and your mother make the best tamales. And ghost pepper salsa yeah. is the best salsa I've ever tasted. It's really a spicy life. caliente. Oh. People don't know this about Jay, but he loves spice. Love it. Yeah. And you can handle it. You're oh, like, yeah. you can sit at Bring the table with my family yes. kind of a vibe and hold his own. Would you ever do a cookbook? Yeah. Because I've never had a meal from you that I'm not blown away by. That's very kind of you to say. You should do a little cookbook. Yeah. I would love, oh, yeah, I should. A Lowe's for a cookbook. Lowe's All for- right. Low life. Go out there. Facebook group, DM, low, whatever you want to yeah, do yeah. and say, do you need a Lucifer cookbook? I would love to do so. I thought about it too. That would be, be cool. Yeah, with some recipes. My mom's <gasps> recipes too. You and your mom on the front cover? Wow. And then maybe your two dads in the background like fighting each other at the dinner table. <laughs> it's like little Judy there. <laughs> like Spain Sparrows. Little Judy, Spain Sparrows. <laughs> no, my mom loves you. And it's so crazy because my mom has always said, you know, just be careful of white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> be careful of the gringos, white men. And I know it's just from her own personal experience. She's been burnt. Her little Latina heart has been freaking burnt and screwed over by many, a white man. <laughs> and so that's just her own shit she's projecting onto me. And my mom said, if there's anyone that you can trust, any white man <laughs> that you can trust, but you're not 100% white. Like Why I know not? you're not flavorful. Yeah. And she was like, Jason. He's number one. Wow. No one no. She's like, there, and I mean, my, you know, it's, I wonder if your mom has done this. It kind of blows my mind, but my mom has said to me, and when I'm in the honeymoon phase with friends, and I thought this honeymoon phase with you would end 
few years yes. ago. Same. And my therapist is like, it's called a healthy relationship. Enjoy it. Because <laughs> I'm like, when is it going to end? When's the other shoe going to drop with him? When's he going to like prove me wrong? Backstab you. Yeah, like, backstab me. Or I'm going to catch him talking shit on me or something like yeah, that. I'll give you too many trazodones before bed so you don't wake up. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Apparently, my therapist said, welcome to being in healthy friendships. And you should, this is a beautiful relationship. It's you should so let it harsh. Fuck, man. It's Man. so hard. Oh, he hates when I when I do anything like butch, like say <laughs> bro or dude, try to give him a pound. He hates it. But it is really, really tough to find healthy relationships. There's yeah. so many fucked up friendships and relationships out there. And yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like I just remember, like even being a banker, I'd get to see all the financials. The amount of times family members, assistants, admins, kids would just steal from the people that have given them everything. And you what? Can't, you can't, yeah, the numbers are there. It's crazy. And then, you know, then the person gets kicked out and then they got to get attorneys and the families hate each other. And oh my like, God. And it's just like, how do you do that? It's I have a confession on this podcast. Did you steal something from me? Absolutely I not. ever talk to you. You'll instantly be plucked out of my little inner circle, right out to the outside just of the like bullseye of that little seconds. dog's eye, which you hate. No, I am. I would never steal from you ever. But it was funny because Jay, I took him to the airport. By the way, add that to the list of things I will never do for anyone except for you and little Judy. Oh, that's nice. Fuck that airport run, especially LAX. Ne Ugh, barf. Cancel my afternoon. Jason needs a ride to LAX. <laughs> Done. The love was extremely deep. Wow. But anyway, Thanks, Jason in a hurry. He's like, I gotta go. Leaves a wad oh, of yeah. cash. This man has a beautiful wad of fucking hundreds and like a bunch of other bills on them. And he was in a hurry and it fell out of his pocket into the side compartment of my car. And so I didn't know this. And then he calls me, he's like, Hey, low. Cause we had, I had lunch. His flight was delayed. Yeah. So we went and had a nice lunch. A margarita. Yeah. And then he thought that he probably left it at the restaurant and the waitress was so fucking weird. So I was like, Oh God, I have to go see she her was again. Weird. Kind of a weird vibe. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, this is going to be a lot. And so he's like, Oh, I probably left it at the restaurant. Can you check your car? I'm on the freeway. So I ended up, Pulling over. Yeah, because I went through security, and after security, I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. And so I was, like, bringing them inside. I'm like, Can, is there surveillance here? Like, what happened? Right. And so we're talking, like, probably over $3,000 cash, Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you said it was, like, around that number. It was around, yeah. $3,500. Four grand. Or something. Four grand. Yeah. Okay. So anyway... I end up getting off the freeway. He calls me. All, I can tell just in Jay's voice. I never hear him that stressed. And I hear, Lo, hey, wh wh where are you at right now? And I so he says, I lost my money, whatever. Can you check your car? Yeah. Pull over, look, and I see it there. And so I told him right away, I have the money. Yeah. But I you stole it. No, but you know what was so weird for me, though? Mm. And my mom was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Your mom's like, take it. No. <laughs> no I'm just kidding. Oh my God, just because she's Latina doesn't no, mean she's a crib. No, I called Love my mom. Your mom. I called Queen. my mom and I was like, Mom, Jay left a wad of cash in my car. I go, and you know what? Anyone else would have taken it. And like, because he asked, he was in a very vulnerable place. He could have left it at five different places. Oh, I would, you could have striped that out. I had no idea. I know. But one of those, like, I thought about it. <laughs> no, but honestly, I told my mom, I was like, he called and I saw it. And right away, I was like, yeah, I have the money, Jay. And I'm going to hold it here for you. Love you. Bye. Safe travels. Text me when you land. And I go, I'm such a good friend. Like You are a good friend. No, but no, wait. I tell my mom that. And then I get you bets for free from it that you lost. 100 bucks. 200. 100 bucks. I, thank you for that. God, Anyway, well, I was like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. See, this so, is, okay for people back home. This is what we do for two and a half hours, it's six to eight. And so, anyway, <laughs> I tell my mom, "Like, oh, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm really like, I'm proud of myself. Like, I'm a really good friend." And my mom goes, "What the? F like, did I fucking raise you wrong?" She's like, "What are you talking about?" And I was Queen. like, "What?" And she's like, "You're." Best friend, your soulmate best friend left a wad of cash and you're patting yourself on the back like, for doing the right me. thing. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, what a no, great mother she's like she no shit, you should do the right thing. I raised you better. Like, why, did you think you were going to take it? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, no, but I like, I could have. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I go, well, no, I wouldn't, but like, I could have. And like, I'm glad I'm that friend. She's like, don't pat yourself on the back for being a fucking human. Like, decent human. <laughs> She's like, that's like bare bones, not stealing from the people you love. What the fuck? <laughs> she was so like, what did I do wrong with you? Anyway, so I was like, oh, I, I love guess that story. In retrospect, I guess, but I was like, I'm really proud of myself. Good he's job, he's so lucky. And my mom's like, he's bad. not. He, that's like bare bones, what we're asking for. Yeah, anyway, bare bones, but thank you, Lo. 
trust. Even more trust. Even more trust. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We got some very special guests coming in hot for you, my kings and queens. I love doing this podcast. I'm having so much fun with it. Next week, I have Gabrielle Stone, who has a wild story. Oh my God, Gabrielle Stone. She has a great podcast. She's an author and an incredible queen who is very open and candid on this podcast. And she's been through hell and back in her relationships. And so (laughs) she's spilling the tea and keeping it 100 with us next week on the show. It's a very inspiring episode. I love doing this podcast. It is so much fun for me, but I wouldn't be able to do this show if it weren't for you, my lowlifers, my kings and queens. Thank you for listening to this podcast, sharing it with your friends, your family, your loved ones. It really makes an impact on this show. Supporting the sponsors, of course, really helps too, using the sponsor codes. But the number one way to impact a podcast, any podcast that you love, is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I have listeners, my lowlifers, who will leave several reviews every single week, just dropping a new one. Boom, there you go, low. We're supporting the show, and it does make a difference. It's a small gesture that really makes a big impact, so thank you. I read each and every single review. They're all so appreciated, and these reviews could be anything you want them to be. Whatever the hell you want, boo. You can leave a little dick emoji, a salsa dancer, some freaking tamales or a rainbow, unicorns. You could actually write something, or you could answer this week's burning question. I still want to hear mother-in-law stories. If you have a good relationship with your mother-in-law, which from what I understand after reading a lot of DMs and reviews, um, it's not easy to have that. (laughs) It's not very common either. It's like, oh shit, people are really going through it with their mother-in-laws. But if you do have a good relationship or a bad one, or there's a point of contention, whatever it may be, I'm curious to know about it. I want to hear from you. So I want to know about your relationship with your madre-in-law. Let me know about that in the review section of Apple Podcasts. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it something you don't want to talk about? I want to hear about it because I'm doing research for upcoming episodes of the show. I also would love to know, are you somebody who stays friends with your high school friends, your friends from childhood? Are you close to them? Are they still part of your life on the regular? It's very impressive if that's the case because that's not my situation. I know about mm, two, three people max from little Lucifer days. (laughs) <laughs> that I still connect with and talk to regularly to this day. But high school friends, I, I may have like one that I talk to. So I'm just curious to know, again, I'm doing research for future episodes here. I'd love to know, are you friends with people from the past? Your high school friends, college friends, I think that's more typical that people stay friends with those they went to school with in college. But high school is completely different. So if you're friends with grade school, high school, please let me know in the review section of Apple Podcasts. And I want to shout out some lowlifers who took the time to leave an actual review on Apple Podcasts. Again, I read each and every single review, and I'm showing my gratitude, my appreciation to my listeners who actually take the time to write one by opening up the Low Life Gifting Suite. So if you want a chance to win a little something, something, beauty products, shit you didn't know you need on Amazon that I'm obsessed with, hyaluronic serums, gift cards, gifts from our sponsors, all you have to do is leave a review in the review section of Apple Podcasts. You could answer this week's question. And make sure you put your Instagram handle somewhere in the review section because it might just be sliding into your DMs, getting your address and sending you a little something, something from the Low Life Gifting Suite. And who doesn't love free shit? I love it. And so I'm sending it out to my listeners. All right, let me shout out some kings and queens who are the backbone of this podcast. First one up is coming in hot from at for the fun of fit. I looked this queen up on Instagram. It doesn't say her actual name, but I do love her page because it's all beautiful shots of nature. And in her bio, it says, think outside, no box required. We love that. Thinking outside the box, queen. And clearly you love getting in touch with nature. God, you've been all over. These shots are beautiful. For the fun of fit, writes, Love a good J-Lo moment. Five stars. The J-Lo bromance now turned daddy-son situationship (laughs) is everything we ever needed in our lives and more. Keep the chirping coming. I will continue to chirp. I love my daddy J, and I cannot wait to spend Father's Day with him this year. (laughs) If I don't get a chance to actually see him on Father's Day, I'm for sure going to send him a really sweet Father's Day card. (laughs) All right, next review is coming in hot from at Amanda Grace 03. Amanda Grace writes... I'm obsessed. Five stars. I'm a new listener, and this show is now my number one pick. Lo, you are so genuine and exude such beautiful energy. Very entertaining. I always smile when I listen. She gave me a little heart. Oh, my God, Queen. Welcome to the Hot Mess Express. I'm so glad you're on board this little shit show. (laughs) 
And, uh, and I'm excited for you to be part of this cult. Because that's what this is, Queen. This is a little low-life cult. But it's a good cult. A healthy cult. <laughs> that won't destroy your life. All right, we have time for one more review. And this one is coming in hot from at Morgan Rochol. Rochol? R-O-C-H-O-L-L. That's a pretty name. Morgan Rochol. Did I say that right? Okay, Morgan writes, Always a mood changer, five stars. I love the low life. Low is so uplifting and boosts my mood. Especially love the KB and JLo episodes. I always find myself laughing out loud every single episode. But I also love that he always involves mental health talk. She gave me a crown and a little unicorn. Thank you for writing that review, Morgan. God, I wish I could meet you in person. I want to meet my listeners face-to-face, hang out, have some margaritas, give you a big hug. (sighs) That's all I want. And so I'm putting it out into the universe. It's going to happen. It's not a matter of if. It's just a matter of when it will happen. But I'm manifesting my ass on tour. Maybe I'll bring Jason along for the tour ride with me. Little Caitlin Bristow. We could do something fun together. I just want that to happen because I really want to meet you guys because I freaking love my listeners. They're the best. So thank you again for taking the time to leave those reviews. It really makes a difference. And I appreciate you so much. And that's the perfect note to leave this week's episode on. I hope you have a beautiful weekend ahead. Have yourself a delicious glass of wine. Masturbate. Maybe take an edible. Oh, watch that new Netflix documentary. It's called Mer People. I'm going to be watching that this weekend, and I heard it's really good. It's all about people who have dedicated their lives to being mermaids. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. And so I've heard nothing but great reviews about this show. I'll be watching that this weekend. So yeah, enjoy a nice documentary. Maybe take some shrooms. Live your best life. But don't forget to drink your water, puta. I know you're thirsty. <laughs> we, we love, love you. you. And we're out. Hey y'all, I'm Brandi Cyrus. Wait, are we live? (laughs) And that's my mom, Tish. Sorry, we're stoned. You're going to have to talk into the mic, toots. Hey, everybody. It's Tish the Dish here. Just ready to dish on all of life's hottest topics. And plus, you'll hear crazy family stories, design tips, and oh, so much more. So follow our pod and find us on Instagram at Sorry We're Stoned so you don't miss an episode. Bye, stoners.